0: All right, one second, guys. Let me send this out to everybody real quick. Pocket size, I haven't seen you in a minute. It is good to have you back.
1: (laughs) Thank you, GM, GM.
0: GM.
1: great to be back. How has it been?
0: Oh, it's been good. You know, same vibe, same time. You know, it's funny. I think one of the first times I ever heard you speak on one of the spaces with us was just about a year ago.
1: That sounds about right. That was when I moved back to the States. I was down in Mexico at the time. And then I moved up for this uh, nonprofit organization that um, the Happy Goat. Web3 project. I flew up there to that farm and checked it out and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I packed up and then moved up here.
0: That's awesome. Um, Hey, by the way, if you were in the audience, you should come up here. I'm telling you, it is not as intimidating as it seems. It's just a fun chill Friday vibe. (laughs) So there's no real pressure on anything whatsoever. So if you want to come hang out, go ahead and I will bring you guys up here on that climber. Like, if you have the, if you're sitting there and you're replying back with those emojis, I, I see no reason why not to put your voice up here as well. It's just me. Um, <laughs> my Pocket Size, tell me what, uh, what all have you been up to over the past several weeks? Have you been pretty active in the space? Or have you been, you know, kind of as things have been a little bit more quiet, sideways, kind of just taking a step back?
1: I'm actually still doing this pretty much full-time. I'm pretty quiet on Discord and Twitter at times, but I I always kind of have been. I kind of just sit back. I am building within the nouns ecosystem right now, actually, but it's a bit (laughs) too soon to talk about it. But within the next couple of weeks, I'll talk more about that. And then I'm still doing the real estate stuff as well, so I'm working on a... um, on an escrow right now so i'm still doing that in southern california but yeah as far as web 3 and crypto goes that that's still my passion i'm not going anywhere i know everyone was talking about people are gonna leave in the bear market and i'm just like i don't know where you fools are all going like this is the fun times like the real ones are (laughs) still here and i'm actually enjoying this time because i feel like it's just less spam less hype less um just um crazy. It feels toxic at times. People seem to be down with the vibes when numbers are down, but I kind of like what's left. I like that there's more focus again on community and art, so I don't know. I love it. This is my time.
0: (laughs) I love that. I agree with you completely. I think I brought it up on my space that I was hosting yesterday, too, where, you know, a lot of people do walk away whenever everything isn't up only and whenever it gets a little bit more boring, and especially whenever you see a lot of the areas that brought a, you know, there are a bunch of niches right now that are struggling. The alt market is suffering (laughs) compared to Bitcoin. Um, The NFT market has been pretty down recently as well. Um, There's been a lot of drama with a bunch of NFT influencers recently with a bunch of these meme coins that they've been promoting, that have been complete rug pulls. Um, And it's just led to a lot of animosity within different communities. And there are a lot of people that are walking away because of that. And, you know, the thing I brought up is I really think this is the time where there's the most opportunity, right? Where there's the most hate in the air, where there's the most, um, the most of these type of things that are happening, the type of conversations where everybody is getting bored, walking away, angry at whatever, something's not delivering on whatever they promised, that's where you have the most opportunity. It really is that simple. So, you know, it's being able to survive these type of times. Like, I actually, I, I love it because I know what's on the other side, right? Having a higher time frame conviction, I think, is what really is the most important thing in this space. And if you can manage to have that higher time frame belief knowing what is going to come then it really does present all of the stuff that we're seeing right now as a great opportunity
1: absolutely absolutely this is why it's so exciting and it's just wonderful also to see who's still here because i i found during the 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 bull market especially towards the end i mean it was crazy i mean it was fun (laughs) but you know A 100 discords and the Twitter and you couldn't tell right like there was it felt like there was money everywhere and you couldn't tell the good from bad anymore or it took so much time and it was everyone's like do your own research and I would but it wasn't an easy thing to do right it was just you felt like you were missing out if you got half an hour of sleep and now it just feels like it's almost like the market kind of washes out a lot of this all on its own. So that's a lot of the work for you. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. And I feel like I'm closer with the projects and communities that are still standing than I have during the bull cycle because I was just spread too thin.
0: Amen. Um, Ansel, welcome up to the stage. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, hi, dude. Um, Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, It's almost the end of the day for me. I'm in France. It's like almost 7 p.m. So doing pretty good. How about you?
0: i'm doing well i'm doing well it's still uh still relatively early over here so um, but you know that's the beautiful thing about these twitter spaces you capture everyone at every stage of the day across the world it is a global community and that's something i think really unique compared to a lot of other
2: spaces
0: uh so ansel tell me how are, how are things right now on the uh, the solana side of things
2: um, it's actually going pretty good. Um, you know, like I've been like for, well, I guess kind of, you're
0: kind of, you're kind of an ETH guy now with the, with the, the gods, like, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious on that dynamic too.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, I, I am, you know, in, invested in many blockchains from Cosmos to Solana to Ethereum to, you know. I'm not a single chain uh, person, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm doing full time programming on Solana right now. And I have actually worked with a lot of NFT projects and there is a lot of very interesting stuff coming out. Um, so I would say that I agree 100 percent with everything that you guys said. It's uh, for me, like right now is the moment of opportunities in terms of like building cool stuff, even if you want to release them in a couple of months. Um, and yeah, it feels better right now because during the bull run, the thing is that you're out, even as a programmer, right? Uh, you just want to get to build some mint website. You want to, you want to be at the forefront all the time. You want to be uh, getting some, uh, you know, some quick action. Um, and right now, in, in the bear, it's when you have like, you know, the team that are there are there to build, and you can take the time to build really cool products. Uh, I'm actually releasing a product in two hours, um, so you know that that's exciting. Um, and I think, yeah, I think the bear market is a great moment to build and to, um, yeah, to be to be there.
0: Releasing a product in two hours—that's wild, man! How long have you been working on it for?
2: Now, actually, it was in uh, in like a public beta for the last, um, I would say, two to three months, um, and now we are releasing like the stage two of the of the public beta. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's going, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, a it's a kind of a raffle product, uh, that I build with a, with an NFT collection that you might have heard about, uh, yeah. And it's coming out in the, in the very near future.
0: That's exciting. So it's not an NFT project per se. It's just a raffle product that can be used in tandem with something like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's actually an NFT project that minted a year ago, um, and I've been working with them for a year now. Uh, I'm more like I, I work on many projects. I'm not just working on one project, but um, they minted a year ago on Solana, and um, it's it's been a very interesting ride because it was not a very it was a very low low price mint, um, and you got a lot of value out of the the ecosystem. So I think it's an interesting um, team and project, and I think the holders are pretty happy um and we are building products we try to build many many different things and see if like uh, something sticks right if a product is interesting enough for uh, enough people to care about it um and so yeah so the last one that we're trying to build is this uh raffle system where only us are going to be uh, putting prizes for now um but um but yeah it's uh, it's really exciting
0: Well, excited for you. That's it. it Always feels good releasing something that you put a lot of work in um, out into the wild. So that's exciting stuff. You'll have to come back and update us next week how it all goes.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, absolutely, man. Um, I'd be happy to. We
0: got King Rooster up on the stage. What's up, man? What up? What up, everybody? What's up, Kaleo? Oh, man, it's just another beautiful Friday. Can't complain. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I we, Pocket Size and I were talking earlier about how, you know, I, I kind of enjoy these days where it still feels like, it just feels like there's so much pain that's undue right now on the Twitter feed. Right, like Bitcoin's at twenty nine k, and the only reason that I feel like there should be as much pain and animosity as there is right now is because people are way too highly uh, leveraged their portfolios into alts and other stuff. Like you know, the alts NFTs landscape is struggling a little bit more, but you know, Bitcoin's holding up well. The, the broader markets are holding up. I,
2: I there's a lot of
0: opportunity. You know? uh... I'm kind of confused, huh? What do you mean, they're
3: they're struggling to hold up from where? A week ago? Like, are you you talking about... Well, okay,
0: versus, versus Bitcoin, right? Yeah, you know, so you're right, like, from a week ago. But you are seeing some general... There's a greater decay for alts versus BTC. But, I mean, it's really, like, it's nothing too incredulous, right? Like, it's nothing just insane as far as the... I don't know, man. Like, I'm just trying to piece together why there isn't more excitement in the air than I feel like there deserves to be. Because, okay. Okay. Here, at least at
3: least here's my thesis. Um, because personally, yeah, I I don't see a reason for it either. I've been act- – and I've had a, a few good wins recently as well. Um, so – I guess, you know, I don't have a reason to feel pain like other people might have, you know, who might, might have been bleeding for the past, you know, year or, you know, at the very least, especially in NFT since uh, Blur, I mean, the specific pa- specific bags that I have picked for myself haven't really uh, bled. Like, I mean, stonks are still up even like 3x on the year in um, ETH value. And probably a little bit more, four or five and uh USD value. Um so I mean that's one. And then yeah, and we're up from like what, twelve we're chilling chopping at twelve hundred ETH for a while. Uh now we're sitting at nineteen ten right now. So yeah, I agree. That I mean there really shouldn't be much reason for it, but I think people are They've been bleeding so long that they started trying to chase wins and, you know, breaking out of a bear market strategy, and uh, they just chopped themselves to pieces, trying to chase wins, middle bell curving, buying the tops of things, you know, chasing after PP when it hits 200 million market cap or whatever, Um, chasing other shit coins, uh, trying to buy sub 10K market cap shit coins and just having no liquidity to even sell you know Uh, and i think they're chasing wins and chopping what they did have left to zero and they see everything they're like everything's going up but my portfolio is going down how is this possible and i think that's where the angst and the anger comes from
0: yeah that's fair i mean you're right like basically i think that that kind of nails it in a market that's not Really, just super hot as far as trending because right now, yeah, like it relative to a lot of other things, you know, it has been hot. There are a lot of when you look on the annualized basis, there are a lot of wins that should be out there, but that makes sense where people are just chopping and looking for winners because a lot of these different wins you have to be patient for. So, I think there's a lot of FOMO when you're seeing a staggered climb with different things in the market. So whatever person's X bag is boring right now. So you go leave it for something else that's already topped out. And then that old bag starts moving and you end up kind of shaking yourself out via basically not having the patience. So I can see that. Um, Rooster, what's your uh, what's your next trip that you got planned, man? What's the next thing on the schedule as far as um, – are, are, are you doing any other big NFT events coming up this summer? Um,
3: well, I, I'm still contempl- – I haven't decided yet. I'm thinking about going to Bitcoin Miami uh, just because Pandas say they're throwing the largest party ever that has happened for Bitcoin Miami. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, but I haven't bought, I haven't bought tickets yet. Uh, I kind of looked into it. I still haven't decided, um, if I want to do that. Um, didn't, wasn't really planning on anything major for like the space except for Art Basel, which is a hundred percent. Right. Um, and then pandemonium is going to be around like September sometime around then. So that's like a hundred percent one. Um, but other than that. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to take more of like a personal vacation uh, with the girlfriend rather than uh,
0: other NFT events. I respect that, man. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I just don't really even have the desire to go to Bitcoin Miami this year. Either. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's been like I've gone the past two years in a row and it's been OK. Don't get me wrong um and you know hey i'm, I'm not even going to talk it down i think there's opportunity to go to these type of things when you the just don't want to down. nuke the market yeah i mean you don't have
3: to explain it. like we know the reason but i just
0: don't want to nuke the market yeah i like i really don't i
3: don't want that to mark the <laughs> top
0: tell me you have it's, a long
3: position open without telling me you have a long
0: position open this week has been a good week, and you know it's been a, at least an okay week. There've been some ups and downs, but I mean, dude, there could have been pure carnage had I had I decided to go to consensus. And I won't lie, I do have some FOMO going to consensus, and I thought about making the trip up there several times throughout the week. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I couldn't afford to do that to everyone. Um, all right, we've got Ellis the Elephant up here. Ellis, what's going on?
4: Yo, what up, what up? <clears throat> I was kind of coming up whenever Rooster said, I, are you going to uh, the panda party in Miami or not?
3: Are you asking me or Kaleo? You? Um, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I'm still on the fence. Because uh, already know I'm going to be hitting pandemonium in Basel. Um, I'm trying to – properly allocate my time let me put it that way
4: I know that there's still some pandas looking for like uh, Airbnb uh, groups and stuff so I didn't know if
3: you wanted to link up with some of them
4: but uh I'll be down there so I was just curious if you were gonna go
3: for sure'll I'll, I'll hit you up if I uh, do end up deciding to go But, uh, hey,
4: Kaleo, so I got some boys together, and we made, like, a little dowel, and we're stacking stonks right now. So we're pretty hyped about that big sell that just happened.
0: Let's go. Well, shout out to the the man literally underneath you on my speaker stage, Um, Lander himself bringing it home, officially part of the Guppy Gang. So, um, yeah, man people are right now still stacking value and dude he's he's actually had some really solid steals the past month also so one of the things that for instance you know i I really i think the coolest thing about what happened in december january about that test pump kind of showed you the market dynamics of how things move whenever the heat really starts to pick up a little bit and One of the things that just doesn't get noticed quite as easily are some of the traits, right? As far as the, uh, I mean, not the traits, but just the nicknames, right? That you've got as far as the price action. So, like, I think that he was able to pick up several one percenters um, basically at floor. And that's one of those things that you can't just scroll. I mean, you can actually, I think that you can pick up an eye for it. I can pick up an eye and I can name basically what any of those are just by looking at the price action. I can narrow it down pretty quickly, but it takes a little bit of time to be able to develop that skill. And those were some of the hottest items during that December, January run up. So I think right now, when everything's cooled off a little bit, because they don't necessarily have the super distinct visual aspect associated with them, and it's more of just a price action rarity, I think those are some of the hottest steals that are out there, and I've seen him stack several of those as well, and it's been pretty impressive, the treasure trove that he's been building up recently. Yeah, there's
3: also been um, a few ribbons that have just, like, circulated between a few wallets on the floor um, that are sitting, like, not too high above, like, the floor of the whole collection. And that was another thing that, like, popped off last last bull market, too. There's ribbons selling left and right for, you know, close to one ETH and even you quite a few over one ETH. Um, I, once those few get picked up, I think... Uh, you'll see uh, quite a big price difference between, like, ribbons and the rest of the stocks as
0: well. Yeah, but, I mean, realistically, the the crazy thing has been stocks have basically just been a stable coin right now in that, like, 0.13 to 0.15 ETH area, which, you know, it's a lot different from... What you brought up earlier, Rooster, like last summer around this time, they were a stable coin at the 0.03 to 0.05 ETH area. So, um, and, you know, it's just, it's the slow, steady grind. But, I mean, I will say this too. I like looking at it, the overall floor for what's actually listed between here and, you know, even like the 0.2 area. Dude, it's literally, all it takes is one hot day in the NFT market and it easily reclaims that. That's that's the thing that people don't understand about NFTs. Even if the floor price is suppressed, I really feel like the average or the metric that should be considered more realistic for what the floor price of something is, is like, what is the weighted average to get to certain prices, right? You know, because it's... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, again, you're looking at it. It really it doesn't take much. Whenever this market starts to pick up, for things to be able to move. No, yeah, and also it's like
3: the ugliest floor I've seen in a while. You, I mean, you can't get a wonky theme. You know, below point one eight, point two, you're not going to find any decent ribbons below like point four five, point four area. You're not going to find like any. At in my opinion. Any of the the rarer or nicer looking, more aesthetically pleasing stocks, um, anywhere honestly, two to three x around floor. Once you start getting to the, the point .4 area, .35, that's when like you're starting to get to the good stocks again. So, yeah, it, it, all it takes is one sweep. It's not that thick, but at the same time, like, though none of those are my favorite stocks.
0: Yeah, man. But I mean, I don't think the market is in a position right now where, you know, it, like it's a fortunate position, obviously, depending on how you view it. If you're somebody that's looking for a quick flip, then is it like the position that you want to be in? No. But that's the thing. I think that right now the market has granted people the privilege to be able to be picky. Right. <laughs> that's the cool thing about this type of period where we're talking about opportunity and you have the opportunity to be patient, be picky and to be able to look for those type of steals, like what Lander's doing right now, because again, when the market really starts to pick up, it did not take very much back in that mid December through January timeframe for things to get really hot. And when they do, I mean, again, you know, that was like a one month window looking at what happens whenever the stocks get hot. So Again, just imagine what happens whenever we're back in a more extended, longer duration NFT bull market. Um, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of people that, you know, <laughs> the stonks are going to be around. It's not a question of will they die off by then, they will be around. Um, you know, so I, I think that there are a lot of people that are continuing to just get that name brand awareness of what they are. Right, like well, yeah,
3: and not not even only that too. Like, I mean, you just compare around. Like, in my opinion, I don't even think they've had like a true pump. I think oh. even the original, you know, to point four twos and stuff were micro pumps. I mean, look, we're not even pushing three thousand ETH traded yet. I don't believe getting close to maybe. Um, you got Nakamigos just did thirty one thousand in a month, right? That's ten x the volume stonks have done in like a year and a half. Um, you got pandas doing close to twenty thousand. You got PA did twenty eight thousand. Now they're close to floor pricing stonks. You got Sappy Seals high 28s, low thirties, um, sitting at like 0. .5 something. Uh, so yeah, I mean, one, once they gain that like true momentum of traction, where where you see the
0: ten thousand each volume, sky's the limit. For you know what it really looks like right now, just on the the chart perspective, it looks like we're forming just a super long term cup and handle type thing, you know, on the ETH chart. Where like that, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now, at least. And, you know, hey, will it take like, let's see, it's been from January through April for where we are now. You know, will it take another four or five months of just slowly climbing back toward those highs? Could it take six? Could it take toward the end of the year? Maybe, yeah, sure. But I, I just have kind of like what you're saying—just that <laughs> the real confidence that whatever it does, slowly work its way back up toward there. That's one of those things that you're right. It, it just hasn't had that insane pump, and obviously, there's no guarantee toward anything, you know, in life. But I think the odds are there, you know, just again, looking at it where this summer, a, a huge difference from this summer to last summer, where this summer, I feel like the NFT market as a whole is in not as good of shape as it was last summer. I'm not saying that last summer, it was just this incredible market, but I'd say as a whole, the NFT market is not where it was and we've still sustained a lot higher than where we were. And on top of that, it's one of those things where, I'm telling you, the number of people who are just aware of the stonks and who know a little bit more about the history, who know the name, who know everything else, like it has continued to grow significantly, like in the both the NFT and the crypto Twitter community. It's one of those things I really believe that whenever that movement starts, that they're primed to be one of the movers the next thing. And obviously, I'm biased with it being my own project, but. I think that the uniqueness, the unique history, and the fact that you know the the OG no roadmap type of project that it's—I don't know—it's I'm I'm i I'm not wavering on my belief in the stonks.
4: Yeah, we got a we got a buddy that uh, he does straight rare Pepe uh, trading, and he was like, "I got to get in on the stonks. Like they're they're beautiful." I love him and he's known about him for a while, but now he's finally gotten into him and yeah, it's just, I think that the transition is going to be
0: great. Yeah. I love that, man. So I'm curious, what else are you guys collecting in the, uh, the little doubt that you have
4: <laughs> right now? We just have a uh,
0: rare Pepe trading cards and then stonks
4: and then some, uh, some chippy labs. That, that's pretty much all we have in it. Uh, Yeah, I don't think we're really going to branch out much more to other projects.
0: I respect that. Uh, Crow, I haven't heard your voice yet
5: since you've been up on stage. You're getting me all bullish over here. How's everybody doing? Doing well, sir. Doing well. I love to hear that. Um, I want to get us off topic. Um, I've been knocking doors for like five years. That's like been my main source of income. Um, I know you you knock doors uh, in your times. I want to hear some of your door knocking stories, if you don't mind. I just got back at it yesterday. It had been like a a big lull. So I was hitting doors yesterday. and I want to hear some of your stories. (laughs)
0: Dude, I did it for about, let's see, five or six months. so. Um, you know, it was just interesting dynamic doing it whenever I did because it was right after COVID started. So I was going up man and just the different types of interactions that you'd get with people where there'd be some people that want to come up like right next to your face. There'd be other people that wouldn't talk to you unless you would like go to the street and shout to them. And the funny thing is, in my mind, I'm still thinking that if somebody, there would occasionally be the person that was so worried about COVID that you'd have to basically shout from the street to their front door and you would go through the whole sales pitch with them. And somehow they'd end up like, you know, setting an appointment and end up being a buyer later on, where, you know, it, you, you just never expected it. But there'd be other people that were like, I'm going to call the cops on you for trying to spread COVID. Um, it just, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of any like really good ones off the top of my head. It's going to take me say, I don't think I've got anything too crazy, honestly.
5: Sales from the sidewalk.
3: <laughs> that literally reminds me of like, it, and it was shit. The, this was like a year and a half into COVID already. Um, I had a maintenance guy in my town home and, uh, <laughs> I I didn't it took me a second to realize what he was doing but he was like fixing the dishwasher whatever and uh so I'd like come in the kitchen and then he would he would walk over to the corner of my kitchen and like just put his face in the corner of the wall and like that's how he was talking to me and it took me like uh a couple sentences to realize like oh he's like doing this because of COVID because you know it was a year and a half into it It was like pretty much over at this point uh, it just
0: had me cracking the fuck up (laughs) yeah if you ask
5: that, I know you've gotta have a good one i don't know. I don't have one like right off the top of my head either. I mean, I would go to doors with like no soliciting signs and, and knock on that one first out of the neighborhood and I've turned some of those people um but like you said just the the cast of characters that you encounter um it's a good uh good study on people and humans that's for sure
0: yeah I think I only had the cops called on me once though (laughs) Um, you know the funny thing is the cops even said hey you're not doing anything illegal but we had to come out here and you know okay I hope you have a nice day and that was basically it
5: but I I did have the cops call on me once yeah I've talked to the police too I had a partner that was actually handcuffed for a minute, but it all got sorted out. No, but outside of that, dude, I, I'd say
0: that it was just, it was a really interesting dynamic. Um, <laughs> I think that the, the place that I was with, like, down the road, the people there, like, could make some really good money, but in the position that I was in with them too at the very beginning, you know, I was basically like the canvassing person. Then they'd have somebody come in and be the closer. And I was thinking to myself, man, if I were the closer, one, I think I would have closed so many more deals. But then two, I think that, well, no, I know for a fact they got the huge percentage of the commission versus the, you know, the canvasser only got a fixed rate if the sale went through. And it was, it was pure hell on that side of it, man. I was like, I'm way over you know, in your mind, you're thinking you're way overqualified for this, but they had like a minimum time of sweat equity that you had to put in as a canvasser. And at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, dude, I just want my job in engineering back (laughs) so badly. Like, please market pick up again. Um, So it was just one of those tough things where, yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was a good, good times. And, Bad times and all. At the end of the day, building
5: character. That's cool, man. Thanks for sharing. I, I figured you'd be good at it and you would have had some success. I have like a completely different model. Like I market for myself, so I'm not involved in like the multi sales. But I'm sure you would have killed it as a, as a closer, no doubt in my mind.
0: But I will say, dude, it definitely does help build your confidence as far as just conversations with strangers in general. You have to have a different type of
5: boldness to be able to do that. I'm not
0: sure if you've noticed that, bro.
5: I mean, it's like sales training 101. Like, if you can knock doors, like, you can sell anything. It really is. So, for any young people, like get out there and hit some doors, for real. No, it's
0: true, though, man. It's true. Um, wait, who just came up on stage?
6: We got Puck coming up on stage. Puck, what's going on, man? What's up, Coach? Um, just wondering what the hell you guys were selling door-to-door.
0: Bro, I was selling windows, so um, I'm not sure what Crow sells, though. Crow, I mean, Crow's the master from the sound. I
5: work it. for a utility company, so I'm promoting like an energy-efficient program um, that I do. So I'm selling myself at the door. Damn,
6: selling yourself sounds uh, interesting.
0: You know, and actually, Puck, let me take that back. I wasn't selling windows. I was selling a better quality of life.
2: (laughs)
6: Very well done.
2: Yeah, you must have some great openers. Like, you know, when you open the door and the person shows up, you need to be ready to, uh, to get them, right?
0: That's true. Okay. So that's another key thing. Whenever you would knock on the door and whenever they'd open up, you never wanted like everything in my power for the first minute or at least like 30 seconds of the combo was to mention anything about what I was actually doing there. Right. Like if you can get the person, my goal, if I could get a smile or a laugh in the first 30 seconds, then I knew that I could like. Go through and they'd hear me out through the rest of the pitch. Right. That was my whole thing. You got to start off with a compliment, with a joke, with something like that to be able to break the ice. And dude, I think it works like that with normal people, with any other type of interaction too. If you can start off with something like that, just breaking down whatever level of formality there is, you're going to earn the right to
6: be heard. Have you guys, that's right. Have you guys ever seen the? Kid on YouTube who goes around like um, trying to clean people's windows, who's like oversteps all of his boundaries and stuff. I've never hit anyone, but I am sure if that guy came up to my door, I'd punch him right in the right in the mouth.
0: No, man, I I don't think that I've seen this kid. So,
6: I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll tweet about it. Cleaning No, no, he's trying to sell like his window cleaning service, but he it's so. Cringeworthy and like he honestly just creeps people out a lot of the time. Sounds like he's doing that for his YouTube fame. Yeah, like he thinks, I think he thinks he's like a really good salesman and he's got this YouTube channel going and it's just like really bad. Like he's gonna get arrested.
0: I will say the thing that I hated the most about it was that ring doorbells exist <laughs> because I just sat there and thought to myself I'm going to end up on YouTube one of these days I'm going to end up in some neighborhood HOA thing and you know you could not every time that you go up to a house you like you better not even be caught scratching your butt while you're waiting on the people because you know you're going to have somebody that decides
5: that it's a good idea to post that that's a story I got for you you reminded me something like a mobile park home and the guys and I'm I'm trying to do it through the ring doorbell. Like I don't even I don't I don't use them anymore. I just knock. Um but I'm speaking to this guy through it. He's in the house and he's like, "Go away." And it, it, and then I was like, I just kind of repeated my pitch. And he's like, "If I had to come out there." And I'm just like staring at the thing like, "Huh?" <laughs> I would have totally because I, I told him to fuck himself as I'm walking away. Like, thank God. That guy I, didn't record that. Or, bro, <laughs>
0: Actually, dude, that is, that is my best story now that I think about it. It wasn't through a ring doorbell. There was a house that had a no soliciting sign. Like you said, I didn't realize it until I walked away. But I did the entire pitch, and I booked it, and it ended up selling. And I did the entire thing through, like, a metal mail slot. That I had to kneel down because they wouldn't open their door. They were too afraid because of COVID. They didn't have a ring doorbell camera to talk through or anything. I'm about to walk off and I just hear this voice coming out of the little metal mail slot that they have next to the front door that's about, you know, hip level, waist level. So I had to kneel down, look through, like talk through the side, and somehow ended up setting everything with it through that mail slot. So that was my best one, I think. Legend.
6: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go sell stonks door to door tonight. One stonk equals one retirement, right?
0: Bro, well, imagine actually that would be the perfect asset class to diversify, or not asset class, but the perfect subset of um the perfect niche to diversify into is just you know older people looking for a retirement fund looking for something different in the crypto space if you can break into that niche bro you know that you've got a diamond-handed community member that is in it for the art (laughs) they (laughs) literally
3: won't even know how to sell it
0: yeah or uh,
6: (laughs) that actually might not be a bad idea Puck. Imagine walking an eighty-year-old through like setting up a wallet and getting started on OpenSea and stuff. You might have to book like a week or something at that house. No, you just
3: ask. You're like, how many retirements do you want to provide for your family? Because at the current market rate, one retirement is about you know three hundred bucks. So with with an investment of ten Ethereum, which I'll explain in a minute, magic internet money. Uh, <laughs> you can provide for 36 grandchildren, um, one retirement.
0: All right. Boom. We figured out our new sales method going forward. <laughs> we're going to start going door to door selling stocks to the people. <laughs> and that is how we're going to diversify into the blue chips. It'll be the first blue chips where blue hairs are the primary community member. So, (laughs) um, no, man, that is funny. Like it's, it's fun reminiscing on those types of stories and experiences though,
5: crow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. You definitely gave me some alpha too. I was trying to get you going a little bit. Just try to spike up a little more conversation before I, I dive into what I'm, what I'm there for. So, thank you. No problem
0: at all, sir. Thank you. Um, oh man, anything else going on this week, gentlemen? I guess end of April coming up here in a few days, but nothing else that I can think of outside of that month of May. Got here fast. The forty k still a magnet. Yeah, man, forty k still a magnet. so 40k is still a magnet it's all still a magnet we're still gucci it's gonna happen um hey you have it pointed in the right direction this time right (laughs) I i think so man i think so okay cool that's all i needed to know so we should be good um but, yeah, one last shout-out to Lander for that uh, for that guppy snag earlier this morning. Exciting stuff. Um, wonky stonks are inevitable. That's all you need to know.
5: Wonky stonks are inevitable.
1: Let's do it. Right. Holding since, man. Let's go. All
0: right, y'all. Well, we will see you guys here next week. Same time, same place. Enjoy your weekends.